don't be scared now, but it looks like you just wandered straight into you mind country. That's you mind, short for unaffiliated mind games, and you ain't never gonna be the same again. Brace yourself. It's time for red hot truth injection. Oh yeah! That's right, bitch. We're rounding up the sheeple and shaking them awake. You mind? Too damn bad. We're gonna set fire to the wool over your eyes. Feel the burn, baby. Hot damn. We're toppling the lies of the lamestream media one by one. Woo-wee. Watch them bad boys fall. Hey, Universe A. This is Universe B, Colin, and we're gonna tear you a new one. You mind? everybody hi it's me napoleon doom again and we're here today with a, a very special guest his name is batbook yes yes hello hi batbook so tell me a little bit about being a batbook how, how does one get started doing that well uh first you need a a itch that you must scratch or want to scratch to solve crime and uh, stop the bad guys from doing bad things. That is the primary ingredient in wanting to be the bad book. Ah, very nice, very nice. And uh, do you have a heartbreaking origin story? Oh, yes, tragically, tragically. My parents were shot by a notebook when I was just a young child. Wow, how does a notebook operate a gun? Well, it was a life-sized sentient notebook. Oh, interesting. That had hands? Yes, yes, and he held a pretty large 9mm pistol. Wow, that's, yeah. And he just killed your parents. Yes, yes. They were walking down a uh, alley called Notebook Alley, which mm. they were held up at and tragically shot. I'm very sorry to hear that. So, wow. So, when that happened, I guess a change occurred in you? Yes, yes. I was uh, very haunted. I surrounded myself by all kinds of books trying to get familiar and uh, vowing to eventually avenge my family. Against the notebook? Yes, yes. I was going to get familiar, and to this day, I continue to get familiar with every form of book from text to novel to understand how this sentient book came to be so that I can track it again one day and get r my revenge. Yes, as as you should. Uh, wow. So, Notebook Alley. Um, I mean, is that a common occurrence in Notebook Alley, hence the name like there's a lot of sentient notebooks in that area or is this just kind of a one-time thing is just coincidental well interesting enough that's actually never come up before i actually never even checked notebook alley again in reference to huh. sentient notebooks roving around that would actually probably be a really good place to start yeah yeah you know you figure the name comes from somewhere but uh yeah no that's not always the case it's uh there there's a lot of streets in our neighborhood that you wonder how they got their name but uh, it's probably just somebody goofing around so uh yeah okay well so you um i i hope i'm not being offensive when i say this but you look as though you are neither a bat nor a 
book. Well, that is just your perception of me that's fooling you. I am clearly just a notebook and nothing more. Yes, I might seem like I have human-like features, Uh uh but pay no mind to those. That's a distraction. There's a... I'm merely trying to seem more appealing to the regular standing person. Oh, I understand. Uh, Would that make you a shapeshifter? No, no, no. You're you're, you're, you're asking way too many questions about my appearance. Yes. Is Is there something particular you would like to know i you know what i'm just a jerk that's that's all that that really is um but uh yeah so so tell me about uh the duties of being a bat book well i patrol the streets usually on rooftops and uh scour the city for crime anywhere i see crime i go down and i stop crime always expecting to find that one sentient notebook that took the life of my family, mm-hmm. who are totally notebooks too. Yeah, yeah. They're notebook, also notebooks. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Don't look oh. into that too hard. Well, I, I mean, I figure you being a notebook, probably you were birthed by a notebook, and that notebook was in turn impregnated by another notebook. That's how it would work, you know. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So okay. So so being a notebook. And yes. then declaring vengeance against another notebook. Yes. Uh, but you choose to dress like a bat as well. And and what is the symbology of the bat? Well, the symbology of the bat is that I am a crime fighter. And much like uh, previous crime fighters, they need some sort of alter ego and in order for me to not just be a notebook, I have this uh, bat-added persona mm-hmm. so that I might be a little more intimidating for the uh, criminals. Yeah. I also have a uh, voice I use, which is something like this, when I approach them so that they might be a little more intimidated and held back and I catch them just off guard enough ah. to stop them from committing crime and hopefully eventually come across that notebook, that, that horrible notebook. Terrible. That's very sad. Do you, do you have any idea what kind of notebook it was? Was it one of those composition books that you get in like high school, the black and white ones? Or I actually, I'm pretty sure it was some form of a textbook that oh, did it. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of textbooks that get abandoned. Uh, people in college pay for them and then they never use them again. They sell them to a thrift store. Nobody really wants them. And then they, they just, they go bad. They go evil, and they they wind up shooting other notebooks, I guess. And yeah, 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 totally. They were notebooks that were shot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so this isn't an, an isolated incident. I'd take it that. Do you think that this notebook has struck again? I have searched all the news outlets imaginable and looked at newspapers, and I haven't seen any other instance in which this notebook killed a human family. I mean, notebook family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, you know what I, I've noticed about the lamestream media is they don't want to cover notebook crime, notebook on notebook crime. 
Nobody ever reports on that. They they never. Yes, they that. never do. Mm. I have never seen a single story related to this incident, and it must have been heard and seen by people in the area. The gunshots were very, very loud. Somebody must have heard something. Some report must have made. Somebody must have called. There must have been cameras, but there's no trace. No trace. That's that's devastating because it almost feels like there is a wider cover up going on against the notebook community Mm -hmm. fascinating conspiracy theory is what you're telling me yeah yeah i i wouldn't doubt it with this is a very human-centric culture and we interview a lot of people uh, well not people a lot of entities on here who are non-human and yes uh, yes definitely not human yeah and uh yourself of course being one but i i found that the culture really just does not embrace non-humans and uh we're hoping that this podcast in some way can change that, uh, can some way, way bring attention to the fact that, you know, we all are deservant of respect. As, mm, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I highly respect the cause you're trying to move forward here. Oh, thank you. For us, for all of us, uh, different creatures, very different, yes, not human, uh, that mm-hmm. are of all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. It is very good that you uh, provide a platform that we can come and... Uh, Mm. share our thoughts with you and our stories with you yeah that's that's the goal uh well okay so i i'm very interested in some of your adventures uh, out on the mean streets of notebook city yes yes i patrol notebook city Mm. and what's a basic night like in notebook city well usually Mm-hmm. Around 7 or 8 p.m., mm-hmm. I go to the bar and I get blind drunk okay. with a bunch of my fellow human, I mean notebook friends. Right. And then I go outside to the rooftops looking for criminals mm-hmm. around 9 p.m. to about 4 a.m., which is around the time that most crime happens. Yeah, that's when the criminals are active, right? Yes, yes. And so I patrol searching for nothing but notebooks. But I always come across quite a couple of humans. I've actually never seen another notebook commit a crime. Mm-hmm. And I uh, stop those, hoping that maybe they have some connection. And I just do that all night. Uh, travel rooftops, get a blind drunk, and travel more rooftops. Completely wasted out of my mind for the sake of staying warm because it's cold on rooftops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, does your drunkenness perhaps heighten certain senses, allow you to see things that an otherwise sober notebook might not see? Well, you are hitting the nail on the head. Is that what humans say? I yes, believe it sure. Is, yes. Why not? So what happens is I get blind drunk and I begin to see visions mm. And these visions guide me to places where crimes are happening. Usually humans trying to conceal the fact that they're hiding a crime. Maybe they're walking down alleys with their children completely safe. But I know the truth because my visions are showing me that they are committing crimes and just keeping it a secret. So then I make sure to stop the crime before they manage to flee the scene. Mm. And... What implements do you use to help stop the crime uh, other than the really scary voice? Oh, well, I walk around with a very large 9mm pistol. Wow. And uh, I uh, 
simply aim it at them and tell them to stop their crime. And if not, it is my duty to rid them of their crime-ridden lives. Mm -hmm. Usually they do completely stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, I could see that if I was approached by a, a drunken notebook dressed like a bat carrying a 9mm gun and yelling at me in a weird voice, I probably would stop what I was doing as well. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. It is uh, quite an effective way to stop crime. Sounds like it. Well, that's excellent. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, now, your life before the death of your parents, uh, what was that like? And comparatively, how did things change afterwards? Well, I was a quite young, uh, very successful in school, young boy. I mean, notebook. notebook. And uh, I, I just led a normal notebook kind of life. Mm -hmm. uh, I was nothing more than a, a little notepad at that time. Oh. And uh, eventually, as enough of my pages had enough written in them, I grew up to be more of a compact notebook, useful in more and uh, diverse scenarios. And uh, then the tragedy struck around my early teen human notebook years, mm. and uh, I was very scarred. So I went into seclusion. And uh, in that seclusion, I then decided I must get this vengeance. And uh, so now I just completely have dedicated my existence to finding this crime and fighting the forces of evil. Well, thank goodness that you do. Thank goodness that you do, because that, that would be terrible to think that this notebook is still on the loose. And uh, yeah, that's. Uh, are there other notebook criminals that you uh, are aware of at all? There is not necessarily a notebook criminal. I've never seen another one. That's what, yeah. But there is a binder, mm. a binder that roams the city consistently trolling me. And it has become quite a pain. I can never seem to catch that slippery binder. Is it like a trapper keeper? Sort of, yes, except he has a lot of technology as a calculator integrated. It's very frustrating. He can do quite a couple of calculations and plan everything out quite effectively that's horrifying uh i i know that in high school um you bring this up and i i, I think about it so it was a painful incident um i was bit by a trapper keeper um i i opened up the rings and then i closed them and it, it bit me on the hand uh my skin was trapped between its metal teeth uh for several months i was very concerned i would become a binder because of that incident uh and that that's actually, quite possible yeah uh i was i was lucky i i escaped that um the doctors uh, again that uh, sort of anti-notebook conspiracy the doctors really didn't take it seriously uh nobody yes it. yeah because uh, I, I believe many doctors are paid off by this elusive notebook that I'm still tracking down. It seems like quite a couple of people might be in his pocket, but I feel like I'm closing in on him. And I agree. There were there was definitely a no an anti binder, anti notebook, anti school supply shot they yeah. could have given you. Yeah, I think so. I really I I felt like. You know, I, I think maybe it's just that they don't want to be liable that it happened on the school grounds. And so they, yes, they just yes. ignore it. And then I just turn into a binder. They can just stick me on a shelf somewhere and just say, oh. And they just get away with yeah, it. Exactly. The travesty. 
It's horrifying. It's horrifying. And uh, that's why I'm so glad to find that there is somebody like you out there who's actually taking these crimes seriously because binders and notebooks can be very vicious. No, no offense. I'm sure you're not vicious. Well, I guess you have to be a little vicious, right? I have to so. be a little vicious. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And I make sure to uh, be as vicious as necessary against all the criminals I come across. It's a definite necessity. Hmm. Hmm. Now, can you tell us about one of your adventures on the mean streets of Notebook City? Well, uh, related to the binder incident, I was once at a party with some of my uh, co-notebooks. Right. And uh, the binder happened to create this contraption that seems to read your mind. Mm. And uh, one by one individuals went through this machine just uh, for, for fun. The, not knowing that it was the binder secretly implanting suggestive thoughts in their mind through this machine, but only after seeing images of their mind. And uh, luckily for me, when I entered the machine, knowing it was the binder, I knew he wouldn't find anything because when he put the machine on my head, the only image he saw was notebooks flying around in a dark void. So I was prepared for that. But as soon as I left the machine to say, aha, I caught you, he had already left. Mm. So I destroyed the machine. Oh, it's good that you did that. That was good. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you for that service. Um, wow, that's, that is a, a very, that's frightening that uh, he would, this binder would have access to that kind of technology. Um do you, do you suspect that maybe the binder is involved in some kind of, uh, you know, organized crime that's allowing them access to these kinds of, uh, to the money at least, to get this kind of machine built? Or... I definitely do believe so, because at the moment of me destroying the machine, he had somebody already on payroll ready to say they built it instead, mm -hmm. and that I just destroyed their innovative technology for human advancement, which I know is definitely a lie, as he was trying to control all our minds. Mm -hmm. What do you think the end game is for something like that, when they, they gain control of the mind? Uh, I mean, what do they want? people ultimately to do or notebooks ultimately to do under well he wants to find my secret identity of being a hit bat a bat he wants to uncover the mask of the notebook and find the bat to uncover the bat and find the notebook that's what he really wants he wants the world to know that i am just a notebook yeah yeah you are very much like a, a Russian doll. There's layer upon layer upon layer to you. And uh, I feel yes, like, yes. Yeah, I'm just scratching the surface right here. Um, has anyone ever written inside of you as a notebook? And how did that make you feel? No, no. Only as a young child when I was still a pocketbook. Still a pocketbook. Yes, yes. Still just a tiny little bit of a notepad and going to my education was I getting written on. And then when I became a compact notebook briefly and then never again as I sat there and contemplated the future of my revenge. Mm. Mm. And, and how does that make you feel? Uh, is that a good thing to not be written in? Or is, is that kind of like your own autonomy that nobody writes on you? Or do you feel kind of excluded? 
Um, uh, I just enjoy not being written in, I would say. Mm. Mm. I think uh, it's the right way to be as I have a very uh, private dedication to fighting crime and the forces of evil. Right, right. Uh, uh, there, there's a lot of humans here who actually will, will pay a fair amount of money to have somebody write on them and have it stay there permanently. There's parlors dedicated to the, uh, the art of this. So, uh, <laughs> yes. yes, yes, we humans are weird. I mean, you humans are weird. Humans are a strange bunch. <laughs> I gotta say they're a little on the kooky side. Um, so do you ever resent having to protect humans because of that? I don't. I just really, really wish I could find this notebook already so I can retire. Mm. Now, can you give us a, a descriptive of this notebook so that if anybody listening has seen them? Well, he's about six feet tall on average, mm -hmm. and uh, he has quite a couple of pages. If I were to assume, maybe about 8,000 pages to mm -hmm. give him a bit of a hefty kind of a two to three feet width going on. A decent size notebook, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he is uh, quite, quite dangerous, always walking around with his ginormous nine millimeter gun. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So he, he doesn't really make any attempt to conceal. I guess concealed weapons laws and things don't really like have any bearing on notebooks. So no, no. I, uh, human laws seem to be just dedicated to humans, which I think is completely... Uh, either the notebooks have bought into this intentionally so that the laws wouldn't apply to them, or people are too scared to apply laws to the notebooks the way they do to the rest of the humans. Mm -hmm. Is there just be mass rebellion? in the notebook community so very yes yes very they would uh, uh there would be a uh, probably an uprising since the notebooks are much more resilient minus against fire which is also how i plan to take this notebook once i find him oh, okay excellent so you're going to set him on fire yes yes after i shoot him with my large nine millimeter pistol okay well that sounds like a solid plan to me so you, you shoot him to sort of slow him down and then you set him on fire with uh, a match or Oh, I have a flamethrower ready. Oh, excellent. Okay. Wow. So you are patrolling the streets with your 9mm and your flamethrower. So that's good. Oh, no, no, no. I don't have the flamethrower with me. I'm going to catch this notebook. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to torture this notebook for some time. Mm -hmm. I'm only shooting him to slow him down and catch him. And then later I'm going to uh, set him ablaze. Mm. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice. And... um. Can, can you describe the torture process? Yes, I'm going to rip out his pages one oh, by one. Then I'm going to set these pages on fire individually in front of him to, so that he can see it happen. Mm. Then I am going to get him to tell me where his family is. I'm going to find them, then torture them in front of him, which is a sort of meta-torture, because okay. the sight of torture will be torture for him. Mm -hmm. And then I will set them on fire first, just so that he's horrified enough knowing it's coming for him. Then I'm not going to set him on fire for about a month after that so that he can rest on it all being his fault. And then finally, I'll set him on fire to relieve him from his pain. Okay. Okay. So he killed your family. So you're going to kill his family in front completing the circle. Yes, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Okay, good. I like that a little more than I like, uh, say, there's another hero who I... Is biting your style a little bit. Um, his, his name is Batman. Are you familiar with him? I am not Batman. 
No, I, I, I know you're that book. Uh, but, yes, yes. But uh, I think Batman probably has definitely drawn some inspiration from you. And uh, he has this ongoing uh, rivalry with the, the man who murdered his parents. Uh, and it's led him to fight crime. And I, but the thing is, it, it seems like this ongoing process, what are you going to do when you actually find this person? What, how are you going to finish up this story? Uh, it's, you're just in this continual cycle. Whereas you, there's a definite end to the days of Bat Book, correct? Yes, yes, definitely. Once I catch this notebook, torture him, and get rid of him forever, I will definitely retire and not do Batman things. That book things no 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 i'm definitely not gonna do back book things but i'm also not gonna do batman things oh, okay good good yeah yeah because uh yeah i always feel a little sorry for that guy it's just uh, it's got to be a rough life you know <laughs> but you have to understand this point of view yeah yeah i i guess i do now um do you have uh anybody who helps you in your task or are you just a solitary creature Oh, no, I do this completely alone. I do not have a, like Batman, <laughs> I do not have a Robin. Yeah, that's, yeah, it always seems a little foolish to just uh, put a child at risk like that. So, um, hard to call yourself a hero when you're doing something, you know, that nature. Hey. Oh, a little help never hurt anyone, though. Yeah, yeah. So, have have you found people sympathetic to your quest when you reveal yourself to them? Oh, no, I don't reveal myself to anybody. Okay, okay. So should we be blurring out your uh, visage right here? Um, hey, if you can do it, definitely, but don't worry. I am fail-safe. Many fail-safes built into my entire persona. Right, right, right. So, okay, because if they just rip off the bat costume, then they'll, yeah, I, they'll, they'll just find a notebook under the bat and a bat under the notebook. And a bat under... Okay, so you are a notebook who dresses like a bat, who dresses like a notebook, who dresses like a bat. Yes. Okay. That seems reasonable to me. I mean, yeah. So it's... You know, I, I always... Uh, there There's a scene in the Spider-Man movies where they, they Spider-Man gets unmasked on the uh, subway. And everybody's just like, oh, shh, we won't tell. That's ridiculous of course they're gonna tell they're, they're they can't wait to post it on twitter you know and uh with you that that's not gonna ever happen no no spider-man is very foolish yeah, he, he is a foolish foolish man and, uh, yes he's very pathetic very his with superpowers he's still very very low grade it's sad mm -hmm. but now now do you have superpowers like flight or uh notebook senses or anything like that Oh, I can spread my uh, cover and take flight. Oh, wow. That must be breathtaking to see. Majestic. Oh, it's very majestic. Very yeah. majestic. Just notebooks in flight. I uh, I can't even imagine the beauty of such a thing. So uh, Yes, yes. It's a, it's a sight to behold. I hope one day you have the the honor of seeing it. I I, I hope so, too. That, that sounds truly splendid um so um now can you uh, is there any other aspect of uh your career uh do you have a secret identity uh i guess maybe you shouldn't reveal it on the podcast but don't worry nobody listens to this <laughs> i am not human i know you're not so yeah well that's that's good um i'm i'm glad because I i'll be honest with you being human 
is really not all it's cracked up to be. There, there's uh, humans. I gotta say, are yeah, not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, they're awful. Yeah, it's uh, I, the the term humane um, definitely does not apply to humans. It's it's really a misnomer, and uh, but uh, you know, and and. I, I'm glad that uh, you you don't have to deal with that because uh, I I am human passing, uh, so I, a lot of the humans just believe me to be one of their ilk, and they they treat me kind of like and there, there's advantages to that, and uh, then there there's also just a lot of disadvantages when when I you know reveal myself <laughs> to be. Are you a ghost? I oh uh, it looks like it, but I I'm a amaranthine. I uh, I'm a <laughs> oh, it's silly, but uh, I'm a trans-dimensional soul trapped in a human body uh, that can never die as my prison, uh, and then my memory fades every 60 years, and I have to be reprogrammed by those of my ilk who keep tabs on us, and yeah, so um, pretty much humans are so bad that interdimensional beings send their worst criminals into human bodies so that they'll have to endure humanity for all times. Sounds atrocious. It's it's pretty bad, um, but you know I won't remember most of it in a little bit. So it's that's that's good, and then I get to do it all again. But yes, so excellent. Um, now have you met others who are uh, likewise joining you on this quest to stamp out notebook crime? Uh, no, I've been, uh, many have tried to fool me into thinking that's the case, but they are definitely working for this notebook that I am tracking, so I have quickly ended them ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So the notebook has legions. Yes, yes, many of who are human and are trying to pretend to be notebooks to get into my ranks and then try to manipulate me as a simple non-human notebook. But I am not going to be fooled, and I just end their lives immediately. Mm, that's, you know, it, it seems harsh, but uh, it gets the job done, right? Yes, yeah. the more I do it, the sooner they stop. Yeah, when in doubt, just kill them. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, that's excellent, I guess. And, uh, oh, my goodness, so what's your body count? Uh, We're looking a little upwards of 6,000. Hi, that's, oh, and uh, and, and nobody as of yet has really come after you for anything like that, then. Oh, no, I am constantly running from the police. Okay. Okay, so that I guess stands stands to reason. You know, murder is one of those things that people take pretty seriously. Uh, I don't even know why when these humans are trying to kill me first. It's it's true. It's true. Uh, what incidences have you had where you've had to take a human life? Well, there was a uh, an uh, there was a car accident. That's a perfect example. There was mm-hmm. a car accident, and uh, the driver of one of the two cars was getting increasingly uh, aggressive with the other, obviously about to take that person's life. So I moved and swiftly took his life instead. Mm. And you killed the driver? Yes, yes. So what happened to the car? Well, the car was just abandoned. Oh, okay. 
so so the car is not swerving around on the freeway or oh no there was already a car accident oh, and okay. they were arguing after the car accident oh, okay. and one of the two was definitely because of his increasing anger going to ah. kill the other oh, okay so I, I made haste and took his life first ah. See, I was thinking they were arguing in the car and that resulted in the car accident, but yeah. No, that's a different situation that took place as well. Yes, yes, yes. I was just uh, kind of floating uh, above the city and I saw this car and questioned whether or not that notebook would be in this very car. Mm. So I landed on top of the car to find the similar situation to what you're talking about. Two individuals in a heated debate, the driver in this case being the more aggressive, and I made sure to swiftly take his life to protect the other person and just left the car. Okay. Okay. Well, that... that car flipped over and tragically the other person died, but I take no uh, blame for that. Well, they could you, have just yeah. taken the steering wheel. It's it's true, you know. It you just shove that corpse out of the way, and you get down to business. I, I get they were exactly, just being but they rather sit there scream and crying rather than uh, jumping into action to save their own lives. So that's more about them than it was about me. And you know, isn't that what's wrong with our society today? Is like people would rather put a corpse behind the wheel and sit there screaming and wondering what they're gonna do as the car speeds into uh, ultimate doom. That is exactly what I was thinking. It is just tragic that they rather sit there in their self-pity than get that corpse out of the way and Mm -hmm. steer the car. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) That is really just awful. So um, do you in any way employ like uh, social media to help you on your quest to find uh, this notebook? Are are there any uh, kind of ways that you research I spend a lot of times in libraries Mm -hmm. trying to find the origin of this sentient notebook. Now, do you find that the other books in these libraries are sympathetic to your cause? Or? They are not. Mm. There's no sympathy from any other. Again, I've not not encountered too many of these uh, sentient notebooks. So I'm usually uh, coming across humans that are being aggressive Mm -hmm. towards my cause. Hmm. That's really upsetting. I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, Well, I I hope that after this interview that people will come to understand the the seriousness of your endeavor. And uh, is there anything? Hopefully they will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about your life and duties as Batbook? That I am definitely not human. Good. I am just a bat notebook. A bat notebook. Yes. That is the most important thing that I came here to discuss. That I am definitely not a human. I am definitely a bat book. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so silly because why, if you were a human... Would you pretend to be a notebook dressed like a bat, dressed like a notebook dressed like a bat? Exactly. It's so absurd, isn't it? It's it's kind of ridiculous that people would ever jump to that conclusion. But, you know, we just have such an accusatory culture these days. Just people always. Yes, yeah. always. They're always looking for some kind of features, maybe about my legs that look incredibly human or my arms that look incredibly human, trying to point out human features like a notebook can't have those features. I've seen it myself. I know. And yeah. I am the perfect example 
of a sentient notebook that is fat or dresses like one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, ho- hopefully people will come to an understanding that, you know, notebooks don't necessarily look like the stereotypical notebooks you see on TV, people. Exactly. Yeah. The media knows nothing about anything. Yeah. And of course, notebooks are people too. We have feelings too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hope that people come to realize that after listening to your story and all that you've been through. That, uh, wow, just uh, really, really heartbreaking. Um, do, you, do you have any uplifting stories that you might like to leave our audience with so that they're just not in tears all night? uplifting stories well there's this hilarious story i was once in a bar having quite a couple of drinks and then i don't remember the rest of that funny story Mm. Mm. but it was fascinating and very humorous you think somebody wants you not to remember yes i'm definitely sure somebody is constantly spiking my drinks because i tend to go to the same bar nevertheless Mm. Mm. interesting Ah, perhaps that's the place to look for this binder and his his notebook accomplice. So, or the- I've actually searched this bar extensively and mm-hmm. taken several lives in there immediately after having several drinks that I thought were spiked. Usually, it's the bartender who's working for this notebook. They've had to change quite a couple of times. I'm actually banned from there, but I go in anyways. Wow. Wow. Well, good for you. Just jumping right back up on that horse. That Definitely. Know. Nothing is going to stop me from finding this notebook. And if I have to keep going into this bar where clearly people work for that notebook, and if I have to keep taking their lives until somebody talks, I will do so. Excellent. Yeah. Do they have karaoke in that bar? Yes, they do. It's lovely. And they also have uh, pool table and darts. Oh, okay. Okay. So... Yeah, it sounds like a real den of evil there. And yes, uh, yeah. packed with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, wow. So excellent. I, I'm glad to know that there's somebody like you out there serving notebook kind and uh, serving your own special brand of vigilante justice, which is really what we need more of in this world, isn't it? <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, um... Anything else? Where can people find Bat? I guess you're, you probably don't advertise that, do you? No, so. no, I don't advertise anything. But I definitely do have a friend with something that uh, they are constantly doing. Uh, they have a show called the Just Conversation Podcast. And uh, oh. it would be great if you guys can tune into that and support him. Hmm. Excellent. Okay. So they should definitely support the Just Conversation Podcast. And what is that podcast all about for the curious? Uh, it's about uh, exercising thoughts and uh, trying to ground absurd ideas. Unlike myself, I am very not absurd. No, you are possibly the least absurd guest that we have ever had on this show. So, yes, and definitely not human. Yes. So, well, excellent. So, guys, definitely check out the Just Conversation podcast, and you can exercise your mental prowess. And uh, Bat Book, good luck on your further exploits and i i really hope you catch that notebook that's uh my my ultimate hope for you really oh that is my ultimate hope for myself as well yes and if people wanted to leave flowers for your parents or anything like that uh is there a a cemetery notebook cemetery or something that they would be going to or 
they are actually buried in a human cemetery by their request. Ah, interesting. Very yeah, so you can find them in a human cemetery just a couple of blocks away from Notebook Alley. Okay. Very nice. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being with us tonight, uh, Bat Book. And uh, wow, just uh, you really are an inspiration. <laughs> I am glad I could be. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. All right. Okay, everybody. So, bye. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Special thanks to Jack Thomas, who portrays Bat Book. You can hear him as one of the hosts of the Just Conversation podcast, and you can follow them on all social media at Just Convo Pod. Every single social media. That's a good idea. Why don't I do that? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, our announcer is Savage C. Walnar, very legendary announcer, and our You Mind theme is The Demilitarized Zone by Ethan Mexell. Amazing job, Ethan, as always. And if you would like to help contribute to the show, patreon.com lucidnap, or if you can't swing that, buymeacoffee.com lucidnap. We're also still having our breast cancer art drive at lostbreadcomic.com. And guess what? You can follow us. That would be an amazing thing to do. At all the social medias down in the description below, or if you're on YouTube, you can see them up on the screen. Um, yeah. Also, I do comics and art, <laughs> if you're interested in something like that. Uh, yeah, you can see all the links for that as well. Mostly, though, I would just like to thank you so much for watching, and special thanks to our Patreons, The Gramerica Show and Nikki Benfield. Again, if you'd like to support the show, uh, you'd like to help us get better equipment, uh, become better podcasters, <laughs> uh, you can go to patreon.com slash lucidnap, or again, buymeacoffee.com slash lucidnap. Lucid Nap, it's me, because I read a comic book about my lucid dreams, which ties into my other podcast called Creeping Wave Radio. You should check it out if you haven't done that. It's it's a good one. The link is also in the description. But if you're liking this one, hey, <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the crazy madcap adventures of uh, me and whoever I can talk into coming onto the show. But uh, special thanks to our Patreons, really, because we could not do it without you. You guys have given me so much support right since the beginning. And uh, thank you for believing in me and believing that I could do something uh, like this. I know this is a hard pitch. And uh, <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not the kind of person that normally people want to get behind. But uh, you guys, you did it. And uh, wow. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>